Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi, listeners. Today, we have another special guest with us, a returning guest, actually, Hip Nguyen, our PA that's been volunteering with us. And today, we're going to cover and go over what is a PA and and why did Hip go and become a PA, you know, like, because that's really interesting. There's so many different types of titles and majors and, and uh, different professions out there that that is part of the medical world. So I thought mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to explore a little bit more with HIP. So HIP, what is a PA? What is the full name? Yeah. 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 So PA stands for physician assistant. Okay. It's a relatively young profession. It's, okay. We just celebrated its 50th anniversary. So it's, it's really wow. young. Okay. As the profession is developing. A lot of times people are like, what does PA stand for? Is the common question that I get. It's, okay. it's, it's like a physician assistant. It's like a physician's possibly as assistant. Uh-huh. It's like, do you assist the, the doctor and things? Uh-huh. Like in a way, yes, but in, in most ways, no. Okay. What physician assistants are, they are medical professionals mm-hmm. that can diagnose that can develop and manage treatment plans and assist in surgeries, kind of like a typical thing that you'll see a doctor do in terms of a primary care setting. Like if you see your family doctor, like sometimes nowadays you probably see a physician assistant. I see, yeah. And we we pretty much work under the same scope as the doctor that is our supervising physician. Okay. So... Since it's a new profession, there's still a lot of language and a lot of descriptors that is in the process of being changed in a way to make it more accurate of what PAs actually do. Kind of to understand what the PA profession does, mm-hmm. I, I like to look at the origin of, yes. of the profession. I think it's really amazing. I'm, I'm a big Origins fan. Like any kind of movies, like I want to know how this person got there, like uh-huh. what brought them here. And where they come from. So the, the PA profession came out during the 60s. Mm-hmm. So during World War II, there was a huge shortages of physicians, most likely because a lot of men went to war mm-hmm. and other men who go there, they get trained to do a lot of medical related stuff. And when they came back, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of jobs available mm-hmm. and there became a lot of physician shortages mm-hmm. especially in the primary care setting mm-hmm. so and that puts a huge burden on the healthcare system so a doctor in the 60s his name is Eugene Stead he decided hey 
all these guys that just came back from the war got trained to do medically related stuff. Mm-hmm. And why don't we use that? Mm. Why don't we put their skills and their expertise back home? Mm-hmm. And so he developed like this program that kind of mimics the uh, the m- military's uh, training for for any like uh, medics, and they kind of solely base the training off of experience. And then the idea is people come in with all the hands-on training already. They've worked in the field. Mm-hmm. We just need to give them some more knowledge, background knowledge to understand what they're doing and mm-hmm. then just send them out there with the title and the responsibility to take care of other people. And yeah. so that's that's kind of it, where it came from. Mm-hmm. And in a way, because it's new, people were thinking, so being in PA school, it's about two years and you go into it with at least 2,000 hours of clinical experience. And there's a whole slew of what people consider clinical experience. Okay. And you come in with experience and then you do two years of training. Mm-hmm. The first year is usually didactic. You learn in the classrooms. And the second year is clinical where you actually go into the clinic or in hospitals where you train alongside other physician assistants or with doctors. And then once you get out of school, you take a certification exam and if you pass that, you get certified in the whole nation. Mm-hmm. It's a national certifying exam. Mm-hmm. And you can practice anywhere in the country. But in order to practice specifically in a state, you have to get a license within that state to practice. So, yeah. and the legislation and the legislatures are different in each state. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like a huge, huge overview, overview <laughs> of, of what a PA does and the requirement of whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. When when I mentioned supervising physician, it sounds like I always have to have a supervisor or a physician just kind of looking over for my my shoulders to make mm-hmm. sure I'm doing it. In a way, that's kind of true, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that we we need mm-hmm. to have a physician around all the time just to make sure like we're checking the boxes correctly or dotting right. our eyes right. and doing things correctly. What we want to call this role more nowadays is a sponsoring physician hmm. um, that they allow us to work under their scope mm-hmm. and that they sponsor us to practice medicine with them. And there's there's a lot more into the, the new legislation, legislatures uh-huh. language allowing language and, and what PAs can do. Right. And it varies in different states. states. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That is so interesting. So you can... So you're very much able to function independently with a medical director that has more of a, like an MD kind of title, right? Mm. Or an OB title. Yeah. MD Um, or DOs. DOs. That's another area as well. Oh, (laughs) what is that? Uh, DOs are doctors of osteopathy. Uh, They, they, they have the same training in a way, but mm-hmm. in, in a different form of, uh, a s- of perspective, I guess. Okay. It's more holistic approach. Okay. Uh, for a patient. Uh, they call that osteopathic route compared to the regular normal MD allopathic route. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So can PAs um, uh, prescribe medication? Yes, Absolutely. 
as long as they have an agreement with the doctor that is their supervising or sponsoring physician Uh to be able to do that. Okay. Yeah. For example, with Dr. Rutherford, Mm -hmm. she can prescribe, she can do exams. Mm -hmm. And if she wants me to do that, then it's an agreement that we make. Yes. And I can prescribe medications as needed. Yes. And do physical exams, manage plans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So truly an extension of your typical kind of what we think of as a doctor, really an extension, the PAs. Yeah. Um, And that's so, that's really cool. That's really interesting. And something I forgot to emphasize is that what you just said there Mm -hmm. is an extension of the the physician, of the doctor. Mm -hmm. And in a way, the idea of having a PA around is to have like a team-based model. Mm. PAs, eventually we want to be able to practice independently. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're not going to give out on the idea that we want to work in a team. Our practice is always kind of focused on like a collaborative, team-based uh, mm-hmm. model. Because mm-hmm. I think that's exactly how healthcare should be, is that yeah. not one person knows everything. So we work together and to use the, the knowledge of everyone involved in one person's health can really benefit the patient. So Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So... What, so you said PA school was two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before you came into PA school, you needed 2,000 hours no. shadowing other medical professionals, yeah. either in the field that you wanted to go into or in general to kind of figure out what's your scope that you want to emphasize, correct? Correct. Okay. It also depends on the programs that you apply to. Sometimes they require a little bit more than 2,000, sometimes Mm -hmm. 1,000. It just depends on the program. Okay. I went here at the University of Washington, and Mm -hmm. they do require 2,000 hours of clinical experience. Uh, And what they kind of define as clinical experience is direct patient interactions. Okay. So it's not like you're, you're working on the the background, mm-hmm. trying to do research. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be front-facing with patients. Mm-hmm. And um, my background, I I came from a, an area that's not that typical or traditional for PA applicants. I did a lot of clinical research. Mm. Um, most people think, oh, you work in the labs. Like, no, I actually work in the clinic with patients and I walk through their entire visit with them mm-hmm. pretty much mm-hmm. when it comes to research. So I had a lot of that experience. I was kind of like the center of the spider web for everything that they needed when they come okay. for their research study. And so that that kind of got me into the program and counted as clinical experience. But the typical job or area that we see from, from a typical PA student is that they have a medical assistant background or they've worked a lot in the clinic in that role. Like mm-hmm. Annabelle, mm-hmm. Annabelle would be able to apply to PA school and meet that clinical experience. Wow, very cool. Um, yeah. How about a CNA, a nursing assistant? CNA, I'm not quite sure. When I was applying, that wasn't under the the accepted okay. clinical clinical experience. Sure. But it might change. Yeah. That's, that's been like a couple of years ago, so it could be different. Mm-hmm. Um, medical scribes now can can be counted depending wow. on the program. So it, it varies. Okay. And a lot of times I see people coming from the military mm. are allowed um, and count as clinical experience. There's also EMTs, mm-hmm. 
There's a lot of uh, they my, have a my lot good of friends. Medical yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's just great to see that you know we're using all these experience for a profession. Yeah. That is based on teamwork, and okay. I think that's that's really cool. That is really that is really really cool. Really interesting. <laughs> so in PA school, do you kind of learn more of like this is medicine as a whole? And then when you come out of PA school, do you then narrow your scope and what you want to do or you kind of pick that ahead of time? Yeah, that's a really good question. Most programs that I know of and Mm -hmm. with the University of Washington, we focus on primary care, kind of like doing homage to the the reason why the PA field kind of came about is Mm -hmm. to create a profession that caters to the primary care setting, family for families and for rural environments where there's not a lot of doctors around. So I got trained mainly in like the primary care setting, kind of like the basic uh, medical knowledge Mm -hmm. that we need to be able to diagnose, to be able to treat and to Mm -hmm. be able to like run the test that's necessary. Mm -hmm. But once we get out into the world, Mm -hmm. we can actually go into any specialties, which is one of the most attractive things to me about becoming a PA mm-hmm. is that you have horizontal movement that you can do and also vertical, meaning you can change specialties on a horizontal basis or you can, you know, increase your, your role as a leader in, mm-hmm. in a team wherever you work. Mm. So I'm going into primary care mm-hmm. mainly because I still want to learn more from what's out there. Mm-hmm. But I have like something in the back of my head that says maybe one day I'm going to go into cardiology because I love the heart. Mm. So, and I'm allowed to do that. It just depends on the doctor okay. that I kind of work with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And are PAs able to be employed anywhere? Are they able to be employed at a hospital, at a local clinic, at a nursing home? Yeah. Absolutely. Just anywhere. Anywhere. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Anywhere that that physician that we uh, sign like a delegation agreement with. Okay. We can work alongside them within the scope. Okay. Nowadays, PAs can practice independently, meaning they can have their own practice. practice. Wow. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. As long as you have a, a physician to sign off on on what you will be doing. Mm-hmm. So that is it's very really interesting. It's it's a young profession, but it's growing profession. And yeah. that's what's really exciting about it. There's a lot more into the the rules and regulations and mm-hmm. laws that I'm not quite uh, fond of, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of hard work. And yeah. like what I am doing and what I will be able to do, I owe a lot of credit to to those people. Mm. Yeah. That's very that's really cool. So how do you how does how do PAs collaborate with RNs, nurses, registered nurses? Yeah. So because I, from what I understand, you can correct me if I'm wrong, nurses are not, their scope of practice is not to diagnose, right? They take the provider's direction to say, hey, let's go down this path and explore this because this is where I think medically this person has or this is the conclusion I'm coming to, right? And then right. the nurse kind of, executes that path and explore more. So how do PAs collaborate with nurses? Are you the one that comes in and diagnose and then the the nurse essentially does 
what she does or he does. Yeah. Is that correct? Typically, yeah, that's okay. that's the model that I've I've seen and experienced. Okay. But nowadays, depending on where you work and where you get trained, mm-hmm. I I treat RNs as an equal to me. Well, yes. Yeah. I'll, most oftentimes they're they're the one front facing with the patient. Yeah. So they see everything, they know everything. They're doing the intakes first exactly. most of the time. Yeah. So they have a wealth of knowledge. Sometimes they their their role might not allow them to diagnose, mm-hmm. but they can still help with the diagnosis. And yes. that's something I really value. Yes. Is that they're obtaining the information. They're very like a lot of nurses are very intelligent and very helpful. And yes. They sometimes know more than doctors. Sometimes they know more than mm-hmm. than PAs. So the idea is that we work together as a team. Okay. Like, hey, the doctor might say it's this one thing, but the mm-hmm. nurse who has a lot of experience with the patient might think it's another thing. So mm-hmm. we like to collaborate with everybody within okay. the team so that we can do what's best for the patient. Okay. Absolutely. But kind of like the model that you described, yeah, PAs can diagnose and kind of develop a management plan for a okay. patient and okay. the nurse RN will be implementing that. Yes. But in terms of like generating this plan, there's a lot of collaboration that happens amongst different roles in the team. Yeah. Even yeah. like mental health specialists or mm-hmm. behavioral health specialists can kind of come in and help with that too. Mm-hmm. So health and the patient Mm-hmm. It's more than just medicine. Yes. So that's why I like to have different specialists around to be able to help. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, that's something so that's, you know, one of our values here at 3W is your healthcare is collaborative among many medical volunteers, professions, specialties. That's something that we really try to explore with our patients because we're able to take the time with our patients. You know, our one Mm -hmm. hour appointments really allow us to dive into a different layer, another layer, deeper layer with our patients and looking at our patients from a holistic point of view, you know, taking into consideration his or hers mental health, spiritual health, physical health, and how all of that connects. And we're just so glad that you've been able to be a part of our team and collaborating with Dr. Rutherford and Christy, who's our nurse practitioner. And that's a whole nother podcast that we'll (laughs) we'll have to do with Christy because nurse practitioners can do very similar, if Mm -hmm. not the same, uh, scope of practice as PAs is what I'm understanding. Mm -hmm. And then with Annabelle, who's our medical assistant you know she's there to kind of weave all of you all together which is right. really really cool to yeah. see yeah you're, you're right the the scope of practice is generally similar very similar mm-hmm. it's just the route into that profession could be a little different yeah with nursing they with nurse practitioner they go towards the nursing route with yeah. pas they go more towards the medical route the md route yes there we kind of take a chunk of the md curriculum yeah and just yeah put it on fast forward for yeah. two, two years <laughs> so it's like drinking out of a fire, fire hose <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, or like a broken fire hydrant. yeah just, yeah it was it's a lot of information in two years but the idea is to have that experience we came at in with mm-hmm. to kind of help us further along yeah and then there's yeah. a whole nother uh natural path oh, route yeah. that you can go as well mm-hmm. that you can also do pelvic exams with and yeah. write prescriptions with. Exactly. So if you're looking for a place that you can talk to 
you know, people that have gone through these different channels to become the medical professionals they are, you mm-hmm. know, if you're looking to volunteer or get involved or just shadow a medical provider, please reach out to us because 3W is a place where we want to foster those types of opportunities, hands-on opportunities. Mm -hmm. So you can figure out what you want to do in the medical field because there seems to be a variety of things, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for clearing up some of the misconceptions or questions I had because I'm looking at (laughs) the medical world from someone that's not medical. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what does all this mean? So that's excellent that you were Mm -hmm. able to explain to us what a PA is. I'm I'm excited to start my career as a PA. Mm -hmm. I I know a lot of times patients can still refer to me as doctor. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, that's kind of the role that I'm playing. Yeah. uh, Which is taking care of their health. Yes. And just keeping in mind what's important for them and to make sure that they're healthy and kicking every day of their lives. Yes. Quality of life is important. Yeah. And like any good uh, medical provider from from where I've I've stood is that if they don't know, they will go and find out for you. You know, they don't know everything. They're not a walking dictionary that knows everything (laughs) about medicine. And it's really wonderful to see that our medical providers are humble enough to say, you know what? I don't know, but I'm going to go figure that out for you. And I'm going to talk to my colleagues. Right. We're lifelong students. Medicine is always changing. Yes. Especially right now. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) So, well, thank you so much, Hip, for your time. Um, And as a lifelong learner, he's always on the um, cutting edge of what's out there on medicine. So thank you again for joining me. Absolutely. All right. Well, listeners, we're going to wrap up and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.